welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line, everyone. Today, we're excited to have on Scott Gardner. Well, Scott, uh, we always like to start with the guest hosts, just kind of introducing themselves to the team here and telling us about their practice and where they're at. I'm Scott Gardner. I'm a physician assistant, and I work at uh, Intermountain Medical Center in Salt Lake slash Murray, Utah. I have been doing taking care of trauma patients for 23 years now. Woo. Started out at LDS Hospital and then moved out to Intermountain Medical Center. Um, I work with some names that you probably know. Tom White, you've probably heard of. Dave Morris, Don Van Borum, Mike Long, Tony Bacon, Sarah Majerstic, and Steve Granger. I'm also kind of the data guy for our rib plating pile. Yes. Yes. Scott's been keeping track of our rib fracture experience from day one. And uh, it's thanks to him that we had we had all of our early cases recorded. Well, all of our cases recorded, but... Prior to SID, we used our own database, and Scott developed that and contributed all those cases to that. So 510 um, cases. 510. That's incredible, Scott. So, so Scott, how long have you been a member of CWIS? From the get-go. I remember sitting Woo-hoo! with Tom and whoever else was around at the front desk in the shock trauma ICU trying to decide if this would be a good idea or not. So I went to the first meeting, and I've been going ever since. Well, Scott, you've been uh, involved in several of our landmark trials and, and research initiatives for CWIS. Why don't you spend a moment telling us which of those projects you helped with and what you got out of that? Uh, we've worked a fair amount with Denver Health. We've done a, a rib plating over 80. Uh, Sarah Majerstic did a uh, paper about uh, removing hemothoraces, irrigating the pleura before closure, and how that affected outcomes and length of stay, etc. Uh, and then cost data. I think we did that with Denver Health also. Yeah. And you were involved with, with non-flail, yes. correct? Yep. And you're currently actively working on the T-Rex trial. Give us give us a 30-second synopsis of that trial for our listeners. T-Rex <laughs> thoracostomy for removal of excess fluid. It's a pleural space management study after uh, surgical stabilization of rib fractures. The outcome measures are uh, hospital length of stay, ICU length of stay, 30-day readmission rate, infection rate and procedural re-intervention rate. So it's a, an international multi-center trial just looking at how people manage the pleural space uh, with replating surgery. So we're keeping track of how many chest tubes they have, how much output every day, uh, what kind of chest tubes, when do the chest tubes go in. When do they come out? A ton of data. That's terrific. I think that, I think that study is going to be very instructive and informative. I think we all still do some of these things differently. It'll be fun to find out how much differently or how much alike uh, we do these these uh, these maneuvers postoperatively. So yes, I think our target uh, number of patients is about 400 or so. We've enrolled nearly 200 or 150. Is that right, Sarah? Something like that. 160. Yeah, our target is yeah our target's 450, um, and we're about a, th- a third of the way there. So it's moving a little slower than we anticipated. Um, but, you know, in fairness, we did start right in the heart of COVID. I mean, yeah. we, I guess I should say we started in yeah. Q1, Q2 of 2020. So it was just as people, you know, were all kind of getting the the onslaught of, of COVID. And so I think now we're finally starting to feel like we've, we're maybe going to hit a stride a little bit better. You know, I've, I've heard from a couple of the sites that they're 
they're ready to maybe refocus some of their COVID research efforts um, this direction. So I think we're, I, I, I don't think it's overly optimistic to say, I think we're going to start to see more. Um, but we definitely could handle more sites, Dr. Crisco. Um, and I think there are, um, I think there are a handful of people that are, that have it kind of in their queue or are working on it. Um, as well as hopefully some of the listeners now that have heard a little bit more about it will be thinking about it. So if you're interested, please reach out, um, to CWIS, to Scott, to, you know, Dr. Majersic, any of the people that you've received emails from or, um, that are associated with the podcast, we'd be happy to connect you. Scott, you're, you're always, you know, I've only gone to a couple meetings, but you're always really involved in the summit meetings. I imagine you're excited about this next one coming up. Um, you're probably really involved in this one. Tell us a little about uh, your involvement this year and what you're excited about at the summit. Uh, I'm just excited to hear about what's going on with everybody else. What's the latest? What have people been finding out over the last year? I'm a moderator for, I think, day two, yep. Sci-Fi, and uh, <laughs> just looking forward to learning. And uh, hopefully I can get a bunch of PAs and NPs and maybe physical therapists, occupational therapists together and have a little non-surgeon get-together at some point. That'd be terrific. Uh, we don't have anything formally planned in that regard, but we can certainly put something together. Yeah, and anyone that's listening that wants to bring um, APPs or you know that, that is kind of considering traveling others, we do have our team registration code. Um, so if you're bringing three or more people from your team, then everybody receives 25% off. Even if you have already registered, we can go back and just refund that portion of your um, of your registration. So certainly let us know if you decide to bring some team members. The category for registration that is residents and fellows, APPs, extended care providers, that, that whole group, um, we just gave them one big price together. And I believe it's two, 250 um, for everybody uh, for for everyone within that category for for the full meeting, it's it really is you know a a bargain for that you know that many days of education. So we're pretty excited about it and would love to love to host. And more. it's Park City in so. April, so it's a great deal. Not bad. Pretty, nice place to be. It's pretty awesome. Yes. So let's hear some let's hear some more updates. So one of the things that you'll see an announcement coming out about that is Saturday of the summit. Um, Saturday is alumni day. Um, so we are doing kind of a fun thing with, with Saturday. Um, we are asking everyone to wear some sort of garb of wherever you went to school and you can choose if it's undergrad, you know, wherever, whatever you, you want to claim or whoever you think wants to claim you feel free to, uh, to wear that, that clothing that, you, you know, if you want to go full suit. Um, or just a tie of your your alma mater. So face paint um, is great. Bare chestedness, probably not so much. No but, swimsuits. Um, otherwise, we're, you know, I I'm not gonna do it. But if someone else wants to, I uh, I applaud the I, I applaud the the boldness of it. So it uh, it should be fun. I think we'll we'll enjoy the uh, rivalry of it all. Let's talk about what's on our mind. Final stitch time. Anyone want to start? I, I'm like many of us and fail to tell the people that we rely on and that we care about how much they mean to us. And so 
I'm going to take this opportunity to thank Scott for all of his years of dedication, compassion, fortitude, loyalty, etc. He and his his cadres, his teammates, make my life much easier, makes my patient care extraordinarily, extraordinarily better. I should thank him more often, so I'm going to take the chance to do it now publicly. Scott, thank you for everything. Thanks, Tom. Forward to the conference, and, I'm, and I'd like to figure out a way to get uh, the non-surgeons all together and talking about uh, the things we need to talk about. I think that would be kind of fun and just to hang out with other people that do similar things. Very cool. My final stitch, um, my, my oldest niece is adorable, of course, as we've established, and but she's 11 and and 11 and a half even and it's that hard age where you're not you're not really like a big kid yet you know but you're bigger than the little kids you know and you're kind of in that awkward phase of like trying to establish autonomy and like and so it's it's been an interesting opportunity of kind of look back lately and thinking like well when i was 11 or 12 years old what kinds of things was i doing and yet in some ways the world feels different than than back then, you know, in terms of the things that I feel like are good for 11 or 12 year old to be doing. And I'm like, oh no, don't do what I was doing at 12. That was unsafe, you know? And yet at the same time, like maybe she needs to go out and make some of the dumb mistakes that I made, you know? It, it's just, this has been an interesting, uh, an interesting time of, of thinking about her and growing up and man, there's some parts that are so great and some parts that are so tough. And so anyway, on my mind. Mine is about my three-year-old, Ryan Juliet is her name. We just, you know, in schools, the mask mandate is now over for the, for the little ones, as long as, you know, they're vaccinated and or not sick. And so she's three, and she started going to school when she was two in Utah with masks, because that was COVID, you know, and she hadn't gone to school prior to that or like, you know, pre-K or anything like that. So she's only known masks at school so Monday I dropped her off at school and she saw her teachers faces for the first time and her friends and she she took a step back she was like she just looked around at everybody like they were like they were different and and I was just yeah it was just this weird moment for me like wow you know you (laughs) you think that this is abnormal to not have masks on in a school and and it was just one of those things that I'm really glad we're over that part uh, now, at least for kids and schools. So that was exciting for me. Well, Scott, thank you very much for joining us on Fracture Line. We appreciate it. I'll Thanks, Scott. Great to have you. Glad to be here. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thank you for all you do for our research efforts.